Welcome to Dragon Sanctuary, a podcast dedicated to helping you expand your light for ascension. Let's stay curious and build community. And now, here's your host, Vic. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode on Dragon Sanctuary. I appreciate you all joining me again today. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about perceptions. Now, perceptions are hard. And I was talking to a friend recently, the best one for me, in fact, and I always catch myself reflecting, why don't I ever have to justify myself to her? How come I can always just be 100% myself And she receives that. She receives me. Yeah, I want to express real gratitude. And I want to say that I really do hope that everyone listening right now has a friend, a family member, a partner, just someone in their lives that you know you can be 110% authentic with. And never have fear. Never have fear of judgment, fear of loss, fear of misunderstanding, just pure unconditional love. It's honestly the most beautiful thing and I am so grateful for this person and other people in my life like this. Anyways, it's quite an exhilarating feeling to be understood by someone as we all know and I've also found it to be incredibly rare. There are times in our romantic relationships, for example, where one week we feel completely wholeheartedly embraced, understood, accepted and then two months later nothing but there are also lifelong relationships there are friendships companionships where we feel the stability and it simply does not go away you know the kind of relationship when you can really just unleash your inner dragon you can breathe that flame when you talk to them yet every time they just catch you instead of letting you burn away they hug you They send you flowers or they tell you that they're coming over for no reason at all. Well, thank God I have and I do experience this kind of relationship and love regularly. I have to say that it's the easiest kind of love to share. Unconditional love. With a friend or with a lover, romantically, with a foe, and especially with yourself especially with yourself. Love is hard, but I'm not here today to just talk about love. Rather, I want to profess my gratitude and appreciation for all the people who understand me or try to. And I want to especially thank those people that don't. (laughs) No, but seriously, these kinds of relationships really help us grow too. I feel I've been justifying myself or trying to justify myself to people my whole life. I feel that this is an inherent quality in me for some reason. Ever since I was young, I've noticed this about myself. I've been known to be very honest and blunt by my peers, by my family, by my friends. And I wanted to know if any of you listeners are the same way. Do you just scream the truth? I find that we spend all this time, this energy, and this work trying to understand ourselves, 
So much so, we may feel that we want to climb to the top of the mountain and yell, I'm working on it. Can't you see? And as some of you may have heard, that's exactly what I did. Two summers ago, I climbed all the mountains. I tested myself. I challenged my mind, my body, and my soul. And I really do suggest that you guys try it too. <laughs> Let me get back on track and talk about perceptions. Why do we have that initial reaction? Why do we care what people think of us? Or do we? I know we've heard this all before. The only opinion that matters is the one in which we have of ourselves. And I am absolutely team self-love, baby. 110% about self-love. But we will save that rant for a little later on or maybe even for another episode completely. But there are a few people that I know of personally or hear speak on this topic publicly that can actually say, I don't care what people think of me or how people receive me, perceive me rather. There's not too many people that have this ability to just not care. And we hear it all the time in social media, for example, or with celebrities talking about blocking out the noise or having a hard time blocking out the noise. I've spent so much time <laughs> trying to figure out why I care what other people think of me and how I can manage this emotion within myself. I've talked about it a lot in therapy. I've talked about it with my friends, with my family. And I came to the simple conclusion that perceptions matter because ultimately we crave love. We crave love. So I guess I am talking about love today a little bit, but we want people to know we are, who we are, and why we are the way we are. We want to seem justifiable. And let me repeat that for a second. We want people to know who we are and why we are the way we are. We want to seem justifiable. And ultimately, we want to feel loved for who we are. I know that there's a lot to unpack there, so stay with me because I'm going to dive deeper into this. And I always use this example because it used to matter to me. And I talk with myself about this, not so much now, but definitely when I was younger. And as I've gone older, I've accepted it for what it is. And I've also realized that there's a lot of other people that share this commonality with me, which is I am estranged from my father, from my birth father. And I have been for so many years. Honestly, it has to be over 15 years now or so. And I will say it's extremely complicated, but I will also say that it's definitely by choice. And as a kid or teenager, young adult, it, it sucked. I felt that people probably made assumptions and judged me or my family or my mom and my circumstances and you know, they would look at me and think, why would she choose not to have her biological father in her life? And honestly, there's been many people, friends, strangers, parents, friends, who have literally straight up just asked me, given me unsolicited advice saying, you know, Vic, it's not worth holding a grudge or whatever you want to call it. Don't you want to make amends? 
And I've spent many years of my life, you know, caring what people thought about the relationship or lack thereof that I have with my father. But as I mentioned earlier, as I've gotten older, a little bit wiser, I've come to appreciate that other humans can relate to my experience. So because of this commonality, combined with many years of therapy, self-healing, and nurturing loving bonds with the rest of my family, I realize that I don't care about how people perceive my parental relationships. So am I saying that unless someone has walked the same path, I won't care how they perceive me? No, that's simply an impossible standard to set and would probably be very isolating in my relationships. But what I am getting to here is the why. Why don't I or why don't we have this standard in all facets of our relationships, whether they're new or existing? Meaning, this is me. I am me because of my experiences. I hope your perceptions of me are positive but if they aren't, I accept them because you two have your own experiences. Simple, right? But let's be honest. We really cannot change people's perceptions of us. Even if we do pour our heart and our soul out to them, we tell them about all the trauma and experiences we've had, they still might have a bias because of their own experiences. Sure, they may have empathy, compassion, understanding, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to change their overall perception of us. What does matter though, and personally what I care to do, is practice surrendering. You guys might know about this already, but surrendering is the act of accepting anything and everything for what it is. Understanding that it's okay to be misunderstood. It's okay to feel hurt by others, but you know what's not okay? To be so damn hard on yourself. To give up and say, F me, you know? I wish we didn't do that. I wish I didn't do that. I wish that didn't happen to me. I wish I did this instead. This talk is not productive. This is not what surrendering means. Ultimately, we can only express remorse and surrender to ourselves, to our trauma, to our experiences, to our actions, and especially to our mistakes. So I want everyone listening to pause with me for, oh, I needed a deep breath first. Pause with me for a deep, good breath here and repeat after me. I often, when I am taking a pause to really digest and feel something or meditate, I think it's nice to have your hands open to receive or, you know, chin up, head up, however you feel you're going to welcome in this energy. Repeat after me. It is okay to surrender. I surrender to me, to life, to all the things that I cannot control. I love myself, so I know and trust in the greatest good. I trust in God, in the universe, in the flow of life. To keep me high, to keep me grounded, and to keep me strong. Because I am, I am loved by me. And that's what matters. 
Love yourself, especially when others don't love you as much or as hard or at all. So looks like I'm doing it, people. I am talking about self-love. I didn't know if I would really cover it completely, and I'm definitely not covering it completely in this episode. But seriously, everyone, especially when people aren't loving you as much or as hard as you'd like, when others don't love you the way you want or the way you know or the way you crave to be loved, you need to show up for yourself. It's in those moments that we build character. We, we become wiser. This could quite literally mean hugging yourself, okay? Giving yourself a great big bear hug after a long, hard day. Getting in the tub. Just sitting in the bath, listening to your favorite album. Or it could mean cooking yourself a nice dinner, shucking some oysters, making some tacos, making a grilled cheese. It could be whatever makes you feel good and fills up your cup. Do whatever helps you perceive yourself in an unconditionally loving way. So my advice, next time you feel disappointed about the way someone's perceived you, take a moment, I call them pauses, moments, slow claps for the living and especially for the dead. But take a pause for your freaking self. Reflect and say, look at how far I've walked. We've walked. You've walked. You've ran or crawled in shoes or just in your toes. Are you sure that you're not a superhero? I love this question because I can see everyone's cape. I can see your cape. I can see my cape. I can see it from here. And that's the thing about perceptions. Not everyone sees the cape. And sometimes we don't even see it on ourselves. We can be our own worst enemy, our harshest critic. And there's another important piece here that I want to remind everyone. We think we know everything or that we know most things. In fact, we want to believe that we know everything about ourselves. We get to a certain age and we're like, yep, I know how I deal with this. I know my personality can be like this. I know I'm going to react to this situation. But actually, we are constantly evolving as humans, especially as we age, especially as more experiences happen to us or new people come into our lives. But the truth is, we don't know everything about ourselves. No one has anointed us. And isn't that the whole point of life ultimately? To learn about others and most importantly, to learn about ourselves. And I wanna share something that I do. I love water so much. <laughs> I think it's one of the most important elements of life, but I tend to baptize or bathe the Buddha, christen, whatever you wanna call it, but I do baptize myself every day. I cleanse myself every day. I like to wash it all away. And by doing this, I feel like I'm always forgiving myself, having compassion for myself, or just giving myself a clean slate. And what I mean by this is literally I shower every day or get into a body of water every day and call me crazy or maybe it's OCD or whatever it is. I need to do this. And sometimes in the summer when it's really hot out, it's sometimes twice a day. Or if I've had a rough day or a rough evening, it's, it's twice a day. But if I don't get into water at least once a day, I tell my loved ones or everyone that knows me, if she ain't swimming, 
she ain't living and keep getting wet you know but seriously i <laughs> i had to slip that in there i just had to but on that note i want to discuss just very briefly i know it's very very trendy right now um shock therapy cold plunging sauna fire and ice whatever everyone's calling it there's different ways to kind of name this this therapy but i've been doing this for a long time, especially as an ex-varsity athlete, you know, to kind of recover, to train the mind and the body to breathe, to endure, to carry on, to cleanse, clear the energy, to be reborn. But I have these plunges, these christenings, whatever you want to call them. I gave them a whole new meaning once I learned how to tie my spirituality into them. When I was younger, and I, I remember, I'll never forget my first cold plunge um, in the hotel room at like a hockey tournament, at one hockey tournament rather, and coach said, you know, go to the lobby, grab some ice, come upstairs, fill the tub, fill it with so much ice, and get in there. And as an athlete, I do suffer from chronic inflammation, and I know that a lot of people who are active would advocate the same. The reason why I enjoyed this ritual was because my coaches, my mentors, my leaders, they told me that it would help me perform better. It would help me be the best version of myself out there to win. And that's just it. I think this is really a metaphor for life. We are all just trying to recover, to heal ourselves from the pain and to maintain this feeling. So we want to continue forward, obviously. We want to march, we want to sprint, we want to walk whatever it is, but we need to have the recipe in order to maintain this feeling and to ensure longevity, right? We want to feel connected physically, emotionally, and spiritually because at the end of the day, it all hurts the same, right? So I really try to live my life by this motto, thanks to perceptions and to all my mother's wisdom, of course, to kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Kill yourself too. Be so kind to others. Be so kind to yourself, even when it hurts. Understand that others are suffering too. That they want to ascend too. They want to be free. They are trying. So stop the judgment. This is the key. Stop the judgment and always try to rid your ego as much as you can. Because I know that mine personally hurts me. And this is definitely a whole other episode for sure. Um, the ego. And if ridding of the ego is the ultimate path towards enlightenment or not. I know this is a highly debated topic and I really look forward to that episode and maybe even bringing on someone else for this episode. But life is really just a game that we're all trying to figure out, right? We're all trying to score the highest score. We're ultimately trying to beat the game of life. We know our destiny is death. Our fate is death. We're all going to die. But do we believe in the afterlife? Whether we do or not, we all want to feel like we've lived a fulfilled and a satisfactory life. We've left our mark on the world and we can feel happy about the memories we've created and the bonds we've shared. And anyways, as I sit here and I talk about perceptions and love, I always come back to this, which I feel is the most important question to ask. What 
do I think of me? I know I touched upon this briefly earlier on. Our perceptions of ourselves are often the most daunting and the most complicated and the most self-deprecating. But what do I think of me? What do the people around me that love me think of me? Do these two thoughts or opinions or feelings align? Do they support me? Do I support me? Do I love me? And if any of these questions are yes, maybe, or probably, just go ahead and give yourself permission to be who you are. As long as it's respectful, kind, and with an open heart, of course, because ultimately our growth is what is important. So when I stay true to this and it's not easy, it's most certainly an ongoing awareness, I would call it, and almost like a battle. But when I stay true to this, I find myself weeping less and laughing more. And I think that this is something that is also very interesting topic and can get a little complicated, but emotions are supposed to pour through you. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't weep and we should only laugh. I think that it's really important to cry and allow your body to release how it is feeling. But, you know, I can only speak for me. I'm generally feeling more whole when I'm weeping less and laughing more. No judgment. Because it's ultimately up to you. And I think it's important to feel, it's important to process, it's important to breathe, and always walk away with your head up. So head up, shoulders back. I know it can be feeling a little awkward, but head up, shoulders back, and chin in. Always. So this is something that my acupuncturist, someone who I admire so much, I would even consider a mentor, she spent a lot of time talking with me about, and I'm being serious. If you suffer from chronic neck pain or upper back pain like I do, we have, I don't know, some people call it text neck, texting neck, when like your neck is constantly pushed out. But generally, that is not a natural position for our bodies because we're always like on the phone, on the computer, working from home, looking at screens. It actually can cause some severe postural issues and pain. So all jokes aside, I think it's important to always stand tall with your shoulders back, chin in and stand proud. Okay. Because your shoes are meant to be worn. And I know I've spent a lot of time using metaphors in this episode. And in general, I like metaphors. It helps me relate a lot um, or look at things from a different lens, but we are meant to walk. We are meant to run or roll with life with a smile on our faces and a heart on our cheek. We really want to wear ourselves proud. We want to feel good. We want to feel strong. We want to feel confident. And it's because your dad would want you to, you know, your mom would want you to, your sister, your brother, your friends, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your teachers, your pets, your ancestors, because ultimately there is no truth. There is only your truth, so live it. Now, I wanted to share a couple things. First things first, I wanted to thank you all for listening. That is the chunk of the episode done. 
and I wanted to share two things. Of course, I'm going to share the card that I pulled with you all, but I also wanted to share, I thought this was really exciting. Yesterday, uh, my boyfriend and I were out and we were doing just a little bit of browsing, a little bit of shopping, and I found this new smudge that I had never seen before, and it's called Copal, C-O-P-A-L, Copal, and it's a tree resin, and it's amazing. I just wanted to share it with you all because I had never heard about it before. I'm privy to different types of smudge, but this is a new one that I thought texturally like is really cool and just the way it's shaped and how it smells. I do not know much about it. I've learned just over the last 24 hours that it's mainly meant for removing energy blocks calming the nervous system, strengthening the mind, promoting intuition, and creating balance. So I did, with the help of my boyfriend, smudge my house, the space today, and I wondered if, you know, any of this resonates with you today. That was the intention that I set for filming today's or recording today's episode. And I wanted to also ask everyone listening, what is your favorite smudge or incense? I love smudging. I love getting in touch with my primal instincts and going back to my roots or our roots, our ancestral roots. And I think it's just an amazing tool. I really hope that anyone who's listening has had an opportunity to smudge even before the episode, after, or just in general, and big fan of Copal. But yeah, share with me, message me, let me know what your favorite incense is and why, or if you know more about Copal specifically and how it's used in its traditional sense, please uh, feel free to share with me because I am fascinated. Yeah, so today I pulled an awesome card first looks i should say it looks awesome looks very relevant i actually am using a different deck today so i'm using shamanic healing deck and the author is michelle moots motuzas 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 i don't know how to pronounce it i apologize i'm probably butchering her name but um michelle the author. This is a beautiful deck. It's actually not mine. It's my boyfriend's deck and he graciously allowed me to use it today. I had gifted this to him for his first deck and I wanted to just show you all watching, listening. This is easily, not that I've have an array of experience handling many decks, but I've definitely handled decks before, oracle decks. This is the nicest deck I've ever touched. The cards on the side, they have this gold coating, which just makes them feel kind of like rich and elegant. And when they're in your hands, they're just so nice to, to shuffle, to hold, to play. They're the perfect size. I don't know, I have medium to small size female hands and they're just so nice. I love this deck so much. I use it when I can. And yeah, it's a beautiful deck. There's no reverse or upright which is kind of nice because sometimes I find when you're pulling a deck or sorry, pulling a card from a deck and you're constantly pulling reverse, it almost seems like a negative downer, a warning kind of message. And maybe it's my own fault for perceiving it that way. But regardless, this deck doesn't have that. It just has one uh, message. So the card that I pulled from Shamanic Healing for us today is this card here, kind of harder to see, but the card is, it's all good, okay? 
And the art is very beautiful. It's quite simple. It's purple. It's blue. And the number, if you're into numerology, is 18. So it's all good. I'm going to read it with you guys for the first time. It's all good. Every experience you have in your lifetime has the potential to be a teaching tool. Hmm. Interesting. By remembering and embracing this idea, the situations you encounter become less fraught with unneeded emotion and drama. That is really interesting. That is really interesting. And that ties in heavily to what we were talking about today with perceptions. Caring about what people think is could be seen as dramatic even, right? Stirring the pot rather. By not attaching labels or expectations to people and situations, you allow the pure divine energy to flow unimpeded. Beautiful. While you may have little control over what happens to you at times, you always have control over how you react. This is literally exactly what we talked about today. I love when this happens. It's pretty much all the time. <laughs> um, this is so perfect. Do you react on an impulse? Strike out at others when you feel hurt? Do you crawl into your safe place when the world seems mean and hurtful? Face this challenge in your life head on. Be thankful for the opportunity to experience whatever it is that is happening. Set yourself a goal of learning from every situation in your life. Find that silver lining. It's there. I love this. I think the message is so clear and it really does just tie in what we were talking today about perceptions. Find the silver lining. It's there. And not attaching labels or expectations to people and situations. This is a beautiful card and I really do hope that regardless of what we've spoken about today and somehow and in some way this card does resonate with you. Wow. Very, very, very nice. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. I wanted to once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is a great pleasure to be here with you and sharing this space with you. And we will see you next time for another episode.